Hello and welcome to this week's edition of Silver Metal Sports. I'm your host, Ivan Walter. I'm a senior communications major at Pittsburgh State University in Pittsburgh, Kansas, trying to make it in the world of sports broadcasting. Silver Metal Sports is a show that'll be about all the greatest athletes, coaches, and teams that couldn't get that sought-after championship. In this show, we'll be covering many different sports, from basketball to soccer, football to rugby. Throughout history, there are countless greats who are close to getting to the top, but just weren't able to seal the deal. This show will cover their stories and all that was going on at the time in each of their careers. Silver Medal Sports will air each week on Fridays at 4 o'clock. Thanks for tuning in. And without further ado, let's get on with the show. Welcome to this week's edition of Silver Metal Sports. I'm your host, Ivan Walter. This week we're going to be talking about one of the greatest power forwards to ever play the game of basketball, Charles Barkley. You may know Charles from TNT as he's one of the announcers with the likes of Shaquille O'Neal, Ernie Johnson, and Kenny Smith. And you may know him as a terrible golfer, but Sir Charles at one time was the best power forward in the league. In this week's episode, I'll be highlighting Chuck's most impressive year, the 1992-93 NBA season, and all the ups and downs that came with it. As a player, Charles Barkley was perhaps the greatest anomaly in basketball history. He's listed at 6'6", but many say he's actually closer to 6'4", and he played the power forward position, which, if you don't know much about basketball, he has to be about six inches undersized because most power forwards and centers have to be 6'10 to 7 foot tall to even make it in today's league. But as a 6'4 player, he was able to play as well as about anyone in history, often dominating players half a foot taller than he was. The numbers are on his side too. Along with Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, Wilt Chamberlain, Karl Malone, Charles Barkley is one of only four players in history to have compiled 20,000 points, 10,000 rebounds, and 4,000 assists. Barkley was said to have about a 36-inch vertical, and for a man that was almost 300 pounds and 6'4", that was insane. That was like the likes of Zion Williamson today. He was a dominant force underneath the basket and was a ferocious rebounder as well. Charles Barkley entered the 1984 NBA draft as a junior and would be taken by the 76ers with the fifth overall pick, two slots after Michael Jordan. And now everybody knows who Michael Jordan is, but people still fail to forget how good of a player Charles was. In just his first season, he played with the likes of Julius Irving, Moses Malone, and Maurice Cheeks, players who took Philadelphia to the 1983 NBA championship. Barkley would come out and average 14 points per game, 8.6 rebounds, and earned a berth on the All-NBA rookie team. Things went very well for him his first season as they made it all the way to the Eastern Conference Finals with a 58-24 record. But after that, things started going downhill. In the Eastern Conference Finals, they lost to the Boston Celtics in five games, and after multiple early playoff defeats, the Sixers would fail to make the postseason in 1991-92, and Barkley wanted out of the city of brotherly love. 
Now, many people have differing opinions when it comes to players' loyalty to an association. To some, they see the player needing to really give their all for one team their entire career, and others see the teams as businesses. I'm on that side because, you know, at the end of the day, each player just has to make their money and do what they think is best for them. It doesn't matter what team they play for. So on June 17, 1992, when Charles was traded to Phoenix, while it may feel really bad as a Philadelphia fan, it was the best move for Charles's career. In return for Barkley, the Philadelphia 76ers got Jeff Hornacek, Andrew Lang, and Tim Perry. Nobody that would ever stand up to the caliber of player that Charles was for Philadelphia. And it really, you know, bit them in the butt. But for Charles' sake... His career blossomed in Phoenix, and in just his first year, he had quite possibly his best season yet. When a player moves in the offseason, it's usually difficult for them to find their rhythm as they have to learn new coaching schemes, meet a new team, you know, find that new chemistry that, you know, a lot of players, it takes years to get. But for Charles Barkley, in just his first game with the Phoenix Suns, almost recorded a triple-double. He had 37 points, 21 rebounds, and 8 assists in a 111-105 to victory over the Los Angeles Clippers. He was absolutely phenomenal from the get-go and really just was on fire all season. Now, many have differing opinions on who should have won the MVP this season. Obviously, Michael Jordan was in the mix. He was the points-per-game leader, had the most points that season, and then Hakeem Olajuwon had a great season as well. But it was phenomenal that well, that he was able to move towns and then still average 25 points per game, 12.2 rebounds, and a career-high 5.1 assists per game. And his team was the best in the NBA. They had a 62-20 and record. Usually teams that have the best record are going to get the nod for the MVP vote. So Charles may have gotten, you know, a little bit of help from the team record, but 25-12-5 is nothing short of, uh, you know, an all-time great season. So with the help of Charles Barkley being the MVP and the Phoenix Suns being 62-20 and and earning the number one seed in the West, the Suns were set up to take the Los Angeles Lakers in the first round. The Phoenix Suns with the one seed were the heavy favorites as they were going to get home court throughout the playoffs, but the Lakers still came out strong and gave them a tough battle as the Lakers will normally do in the playoffs. In the first game, the Lakers won it 107-103. to Barkley showed up in this one with 34 points and 15 rebounds, but the Lakers were just too much, putting up a 54% field goal percentage from the floor, and that's going to be tough to beat for even the best teams in the league. The following game, the Lakers would also win 86-81, putting the Suns down 2-0 in the series, and for the first time in a long time, the one seed looked like they were the underdogs. It was a lot, but it would take... A fantastic performance from Charles Barkley to bring this back for them. In the next game, he would put up 27 and 11, followed by 28 and 11, and then a final performance of 31 points, 14 rebounds, 5 assists, 2 blocks, 1 steal, with only one personal foul. Charles Barkley was taking over in an MVP style of play. He really turned it on and 
it made the difference that the Suns would need to come back and win this series 3-2. to two. Now the semifinals for the Suns were set up to be the Phoenix Suns taking on the San Antonio Spurs, and you have two of potentially the greatest big men of all time going at it. For the Spurs, you have David Robinson. For the Suns, you have Charles Barkley. And like you would expect two Giants to do, these two players went in it boxing style, back and forth, punch after punch, and the Phoenix Suns would eventually overpower the Spurs, but David Robinson and Charles Barkley both put up fantastic performances. In the first game, David Robinson was the leading scorer with 32 points and 10 rebounds. In the second, Charles Barkley with 35 and 10 to answer. It was just insane basketball, but in games four, five, and six is really when Charles Barkley showed off that this was his year and he was the MVP and he was going to take over. As in game five, he put up 36 points, 12 rebounds, and in game six, 28 and 21. Just a fantastic performance from Barkley and it was enough to really just push them past the Spurs and make their way to the Western Conference Finals. In the Western Conference Finals, the Phoenix Suns were destined to take on the Seattle Supersonics, the one versus the three seed. This was something that people had been looking forward to for a long time, as Sean Kemp was playing very good basketball for the Sonics, and Charles Barkley was doing the same for the Suns. You have two big superstar players, you're going to get a good series, and it was exactly that, a seven-game series with the Phoenix Suns beating the Seattle Supersonics 123 to 110 with Charles Barkley putting up a monster performance of 44 points and 24 rebounds. And with the nail-biter win, this would send the Suns to the finals to take on Michael Jordan and the Chicago Bulls. And things would be very back and forth all series. The Chicago Bulls would win the first game 100 to 92 with a dominating performance from Michael Jordan. He put up 42 points, 12 rebounds, 9 assists, and 2 steals. You would expect nothing less from Michael Jordan, who's considerably the greatest shooting guard of all time, if not the greatest basketball player. And Barkley would have a great game too in the next one, putting up 42 points, 13 rebounds, 4 assists, a steal and a block in a heartbreaker as the Chicago Bulls would win 111 to 108 to make the series 2-0. In the third game, Phoenix would answer back with a 129-121 win, but Chicago would win the following game to make it 3-1 in the series. And not many teams have ever made the comeback of 3-1. But in game 5, Charles Barkley and the Suns would win 108-98 to keep the hope alive. Barkley would put up 24 points, but only have 6 rebounds, one of his lowest of the entire season. But even with this performance, the hope was still alive as they were heading into game 6. But in the first quarter, Chicago would take a 9-point lead as they would close out the first up 37-28 to 28, and would just consistently hold on to the lead for the rest of the game. The Phoenix Suns played a decent game. Charles Barkley put up 21-17 and 17 and 4 assists, but what really killed them was that the Bulls shot 71% from the three-point line and 47% from the floor. It was just too much for Charles Barkley and the Suns, and Right at the last moment in the finals, they just couldn't make the uh, ever sought after comeback. So even with a loss in the finals, Charles Barkley still had a fantastic season, but really just would never get back to that level of 
play as Barkley would finish out his career injury-plagued in both Houston and his years in Phoenix. But an MVP season isn't anything to discredit. He was a fantastic performer, and that's why I wanted to highlight his game, because a lot of people know him for being the funny host on TNT, but many forget that he's one of the greatest power forwards to ever play the game. Thanks for tuning in to this week's edition of Silver Metal Sports. We'll be back again next week with another episode, and remember to always find that silver lining.